She's not doing so well. She's not doing so well. Send your questions and get advice. Bobby and Buds, they're really nice. With new topics every week. It's everything in LGBT. She's not doing so well. She's not doing so well. Welcome to She's Not Doing So Well. The podcast that is unhinged and unfiltered, but with a side of sweet and funny. Now, here they are, Bobby and his buds. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of She's Not Doing So Well. I'm Bobby. I'm Jim. Thanks for joining us again for another fun-filled episode. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun because it's Labor Day. Oh, what is Labor Day all about? I don't (laughs) really know. I thought it was like some kind of holiday Reagan made up or something. (laughs) You really thought it was about just drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it like somebody was like, oh, let's just drink all day. It's Labor Day. Mm, Let's throw up that pool in the back and have a few cocktails. (laughs) I know, right? Like the baby pool. Oh, the baby pool's out back. Baby pool's out, except for we didn't get to use it. Oh, really? It stormed all day yesterday. Oh. And today... Oh, yeah, it did. It's like... It's muggy and... It's going to be cold water. Okay. So the pool didn't work out, but... No, but do you know what Labor Day is? Um, I don't fully. Like, I would have to do a quick phone check, but I know it's something about the labor movement, like the Mm. unions. I don't know if... Yeah. Maybe we should just figure this out. Pull it up. Pull it up. It's a public holiday celebrated by the first Monday in September. It honors American labor movement and the power of collective Ooh. action by laborers. But, like, did they get to pick the date or did the government, like, I think okay, it's a fine. government thing, but, I'm, hmm. I mean, it seems like, as I'm looking it up, there's a lot more to it than wow. just saying, like, oh, let's just have this day off because it's because. Oh, no. It's really the unofficial end of summer, in my opinion, like. Yeah, I know. It's sad. It's time for PSL. PSL. I mean, we just switched our um, lemon fresh uh, scents in the house to fall fresh. I thought it smelled a little spicy. It's different. It's a little cinnamon spicy. Oh, apple crisp. Mm, No, I don't know what it is, but I like it was switched this morning, and I was like, okay, it's fall. It was switched. Yeah, I didn't do it. Yeah, (laughs) I didn't do it. I didn't even know where they're at. (laughs) It was switched. It by was someone. switched by someone anonymously. The elves came out in the middle of the night. Right. I mean, it's like overnight, boom, summer to summer it's to fall. It's over. It's over, and I'm actually I mean, not mad. The highest to like eighty, but well, I this guess week it's, it's supposed fall. to be all like seventies. Thank God. Thank God, a little breeze. Like, oh, a little breeze. I want to. Wear I can't pants wait to again. Yeah, pants and hoodies. Like yeah, I like to be able I'll... to eat and wear a hoodie. Sorry. An eating sweater. Oh yeah, you gotta be able to fill the it out. I'm, you need yeah. room. You gotta get thick. You gotta get because you gotta get warm. Like, you gotta be. You gotta warm. stay warm. Like, uh, well. Yeah. I had a little adventure this past uh, week. What did you do? I got to go to Chicago with my fiance. Oh, oh, babe. How, oh, how was that? How was the Windy City? Oh my god, it was so fun. Such a great city. We learned that it's not called the Windy City because it's windy, though, and we really what didn't expect that. We were like, you know, we kept saying, "Oh, it's windy." Like, well, it's the Windy City, and apparently, this was. Something like when the World's Fair was like being offered to cities and then they kept bragging about themselves. So New Yorkers were like, oh, Chicago's the city of windbags, like the windy. And then they, yeah, they like wow. embraced it. I know, right? I thought it was because it was windy because every time I'm there, it's windy. Every time. I've never had a day there the without lake. wind. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I know. It's just like Labor Day. Like we don't know anything about anything. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I know, but. But oh yeah, the windy city, of course. I'm like, yeah, the wind it's bags. windy, of course. Mm, right. But we got to go to Boys Town, which is always fun. Did you go fun. to Cell Block? Uh, that's where the pups were uh, from my story. I know. I didn't. You reminded me too late. We had already been to like three bars. Jim, you could have drank beer out of a uh, dog bowl. I didn't have my leather mask, though. It doesn't matter, honey. I had my like chain first... on, but. Yeah, just had your I was, fiance pull you through. I've been dominated all weekend. Give oh me a break. God. I don't need it from you, too. <laughs> <laughs> So you didn't go to Cell Block, but you we went didn't. where? Well, we went to Roscoe's, oh, which like was... The... I'm telling you, this place had $3 drafts. Everything on draft, $3. So you blacked out. Well, I'm not saying I didn't, <laughs> but I'm not saying I did. I mean... But we had dueling pianos. We went to Sidetrack, which is huge. I yeah, mean, I've never been there. Well, there's we just l- went to like... endless rooms. Oh. Endless. 
where it was there a really long line to happen. get in though no we walked in oh wow because it was only 10 p.m so <laughs> you were in the early we're a little yeah. early yeah you're, the not, blue you're not in your blue 20s plate anymore special. <laughs> no exactly it's true like let's get I, ready and go out at midnight no, no bitch i'm out time. at eight <laughs> that's enough eight to eleven and then if i'm really drunk i'll stay out till like 12 or one but so after all that adventure, we went over to Grand Rapids for a wedding. What the hell is all this driving across the Midwest? Oh, it was a lot of driving. Oof. But we rent, I don't know. Flying and renting cars is too much work. Yeah. So we drove. Oh, well, that's, I mean, that's good wedding. bonding. It was a gay wedding, so it was fun. It was- so what does that mean? <laughs> wow. Dancing and Dancing a lot of alcohol. and a lot of alcohol. <laughs> it was fun. It was at the zoo. Oh. However, we were late. Why were you late? <laughs> oh my god! Well, so <laughs> the wedding was at five, and we show up to the zoo and at like five oh two. So I'm like, okay, it's fine. We're gonna run in. Right. We're gonna like, get. We barely. It hasn't even started yet. Okay. Well, it was at the top of like the only mountain in Grand Rapids, <laughs> so you have to take at a train zoo? up. Yeah. Oh my god! I had so much anxiety. I was like, I don't know anyone here. I literally, I only knew my fiance, who's friends with everyone there. I didn't know oh. a single soul in the whole wedding. And then you're walking in late. Like, and I'm walking train, in like, late. They're like, why is this train running right now? The wedding's already started. And there you are, like, waving, like, hi, we're here. That is exactly what happened. We walked like, out. We and it's like, the oh, they all saw us. It's, yeah. Ooh, that would give me some fucking anxiety. <sighs> Which brings us to our topic for the day. It's time. Uh, it's, 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 it's time to breach it. It's, it's time. time to at least start. It's time to embrace it. Honestly, yeah. because anxiety is something a lot of people deal with, and we Oof. deal with it, and I deal with it, like... All day, every day. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's gotten better. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. But there's still things that trigger. Yeah. What um, are some of your triggers? Okay. Like, I'll be 100% honest, per usual. Mm, yeah. <laughs> if it makes me sound I like wish you'd idiot. lie sometimes. I know. Like, I'm like, I just get anxiety because I just I do. do. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's because... Well, I... Okay, it's you want me to tell you how it started, I guess, or mm-hmm. when it started? So I think I was You in, remember? Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. I same. was in, like, ninth grade, I think. I think it was right after my grandmother died, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. She was, like, the first person to die, and she mm-hmm. died of cancer, and it was, like, very... Not Sorry good. to bring down the tone, wow. but it was not good. Like, it was a very, like, rushed situation, and, I mean, I was kind of naive, I think, so I was like, what? Like, oh, she's going to be fine, but, like, no. So she died, and, like... Uh, I know Aww. we've talked about our Catholic roots, but I can't stand, like, open casket, like, kneel in front of the casket and oh, pray yeah. and shit. Nope. Every so I was all spooked about, to, like, yeah. death, like, started to become, like, a topic of me. And if you know me, death is something that literally scares the shit out of me. And I, I don't know. I don't know why. know why. Because it's part of life. And a lot of people are like, listen, it's fine. I mean, nobody knows if it's fine. That's the problem is that I don't. I'm getting anxious right now talking about I it. I know. It's but serious. Ca- I mean. So, like. But here's the weird thing. You didn't have, you don't, and probably never have had anxiety about what happened before you were born. Well, and I, that's, which is like, and you don't know what it was like before you were born, I and know. it just happened, and now you're here. Or like when you're sleeping. One day you die, and it doesn't matter. That you're not going to know. We don't know. You or went to do, bed. You just went to bed. But it's that's fine. so, okay. So the anxiety starts when I'm <laughs> laying in bed, and I'm going, oh, God, this could oh, be God, the last, last night. night. Yeah. Oh. And it, the original. <laughs> but even if it is. I won't know unless I, I go to heaven. If I'm trying to talk heaven. you down like, here and it's not working, it it's no, not, it's not. And that's the thing because I also, again, a, a reoccurring theme in our show will be religion. And actually, we talked to somebody today. Uh, our our guest talks about his religious roots and all that, and how yes. anxiety played in that, and that plays with me too because I'm sitting here thinking like, I had faith in something. I believed really deeply about God, like I did, and I still want to. That's where I think the yeah. problem is. Is that, but then I see all these jackasses who believe run in the things. same god that i yeah and so i'm like what do i believe and then i'm like and then i there's just a lot of things oh my yeah it's deep wow but that's not the only anxiety oh so death is the ultimate that's anxiety. a big yeah for most people so also then it's the leading up to death so it started with <laughs> i thought i had west nile that was the Wait. first step yep i'm a hypochondriac i'm a hypochondriac you are sorry no i mean must be i'm not sorry but sorry, sorry not sorry yeah um, when did you think you had West Nile? I was right after my, it was like ninth grade, right after my grandma died. Like I, that summer they were like, West Nile's all over, you know? And I'm like, oh God, I'm going to get West Nile. And then I, I remember I like, I think it was anxiety actually. You know how sometimes anxiety can mimic like, you can get dizzy easy. You can oh like, yeah. Sh- like sweaty. People think I'm, they're dying in a panic attack. 
Like a hundred percent think they're dying. Have you had a panic attack which, ever? Yes. Oh yes. Oh, oh. <laughs> one too many times. Well, yeah. Like I mean, <laughs> I'm talking like I remember. So anyway, West. I'll go with West Nile, and then we'll get to panic attacks because that's a whole other fucking oh, thing. Oh no! So like West Nile, and then it became now my big thing is it's always like oh I have like the like I get a headache I'm like well this could be meningitis or it could be a brain tumor and it's awful and I'm serious like it's not even a joke that's the first thing then I'm like well it's actually because I've been staring at the computer for 44 hours straight and not even moved I'm that's, sorry I, it's bad. I shouldn't be laughing no you should but like, because it, it's, it is ridiculous like, we have and to I know banish it's ridiculous. it oh my god so if you're a hypochondriac there, out there I know like what you feel it's hard it's hard because then the internet was created so then oh, you go on never google ever and you're like, google your headache symptoms. and no. watery eyes are like yep you're dead and i'm you're like you're gonna die i'm like oh, cool this- you have the brain eating amoeba sorry i literally oh. don't want to go to lakes now because of that <laughs> <laughs> i better <gasps> yeah <laughs> so that's my triggers <laughs> i know it's light i know it's oh, not a big deal wow. it's a big deal like it's serious and, and i deal with this every day yeah, Ugh. pin drop. <laughs> pin drop. I mean, I don't even it's know. Like you can't laugh at that. It's really. I know that's sad. But what are your triggers? I mean, you've got to have something that triggers you. Like nothing compared to that. I can't even. Well, mine are health related, but yours might be like time management or you know, it's time man. A lot of time management. Yeah, I think about like here's my whole thing. It's like oh, I have to be at work at seven tomorrow, so I have to get this much sleep. Okay. <laughs> So now it's <laughs> yeah. now it's 4 p.m. So I have okay. I have I've six got, hours. Yes, go, yes. I have this much time left, and then every 15 minutes I'm looking at the clock, like okay, wait. Now I have two and a half hours left. Okay, am I starting to feel tired enough though? Like, wait, am I tired? I gotta take my melatonin. Oh my uh, yeah, okay, okay. It's been okay. An hour and a half before bed. Take the melatonin. It's gotta kick in. Okay, I have to take my. Okay, wait. Oh my god, I gotta hit my CBD. If I don't, <laughs> like, uh, wait. Okay, so now I only have an hour. Like, I'm still not tired yet. Wait, am I gonna be t- like? Oh and then you get in and bed. And then you get in bed, and then the whole thing is like, oh, no. and then it's like, wow, now I've already missed an hour of sleep that I need. Now I've missed an hour and a half of sleep that I need. Now, next thing you know, it's, it's... after midnight, and you're getting up at like 6 30. Like, oh. And you're tossing and turning because you now you yep. know you're like, shit, I got to get to bed. That's my and biggest issue. And then your partner's issue. kicking you and snoring, and you're like, what the fuck? Uh, oh, he does snore, yeah. That's where earplugs. Same. Earplugs every earplugs night. Earplugs night guard. <laughs> I do too. Because oh I grind. God. That's part of my anxiety. Actually, my dentist said to me, it he goes. It has to be. He goes, either you need to get a night guard or you need to get rid of your anxiety. And I'm pretty much assuming that you probably should just get the night guard. <laughs> and I was like, because I think I grinded my teeth every time. He's like, listen. Serving realness I mean, today. <laughs> yeah, like he was like, he's French. Actually, he's uh, from Montreal. Oh. Which, which we're going to Montreal. Announcement. Announcement. We're going to go to, we're taking, she's not doing so on the road. Yeah, we're going to get some street interviews in French. Oh, in French. Les compétents. Oh, watch sexy. out. I'm practicing. I have yeah. my Google Translator too. So I'll be having, I'll be like, what did you on. say? I'm sorry, what? They're like, you fucking Come again? American. I'm like, I don't speak French. Come again. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, that's, my anxiety is just, ugh. It's just a general anxiety, too. Yeah. I feel like I have it all the time. But I'm on medication. Same. I mean, I'm I'm not afraid to admit it either. I think it's very important for people to, like, I probably should be doing talk therapy as well. And yeah, I do that. I've done it. I haven't been doing it recently because I know what my anxiety, like, you can't really talk me I out know. of death. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I, I you I don't. Need, you need psychedelics. You need to like. Yeah, I just need to do mushrooms and then. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do mushrooms. I need to do ayahuasca. With that now, oh, I can never. They do really are, one. especially for people with PTSD. Yeah. Really? So, well, yeah, I'm just I mean, you. I, I mean, I know. I mean, marijuana, for example. Like, I mean, I, I, every state should have that for anxiety as well, because I feel like that's something that can calm you down and sort of like get you back to ground. I mean, I don't know. There's yeah. a lot of things that they're coming up with now that hopefully aren't as. Because SSRIs kind of suck. They got side effects. I mean, I personally can't ejaculate uh, as quickly <laughs> as I'd want to. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we're going there. I'm just being honest about everything. Wow. I love it. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I'm... that's a problem. Like, it's to where, and also, like, just your libido in general is kind of oh, like. I mm. feel like it's gone. Same. I mean, gone. like, a lot of times, I have to be it's like. Flight left. Left yeah, like I have to be totally in the ago. mood, and it's weird. A lot of times it's when I'm intoxicated. So maybe that's like counteracting the medicine. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm on two medicines because I didn't want to get back on an anxiety medication because I was on one for like probably three years and then I stopped 
Oh. Like three years ago, I stopped. And Did I was it like, make a difference when you stopped? It probably oh. got worse, right? <laughs> well, my anxiety, I was able to control it, actually. The problem with anxiety medicine is that you get to a point where you're like, yeah, it's working. I'm fine. I don't need it anymore. But you're fine because you're you're on the medicine. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I feel fine. I'm and great. Like, I don't need this medicine. Yeah, I'm like, fine because you're on it. Yeah. So I went with not taking it for a while, and I was like trying to make it work. And then I was like, you know what? I need to get on something. So I got on Wellbutrin, actually. Oh. Which is not necessarily, it's not an SSRI. It's more activating. It's activating. It's very, so I have to take that in the morning. Okay. And then my anxiety still wasn't going away. So then I'm like, I need something else. But I do not want to have the sexual side effects. I do not want to have the shit that I had before. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not even wanting to have sex now because right. I'm depressed. Yeah, so, exactly. right. Right. Actually, my sex life has gotten better since I started t- taking Lexapro, even though it's not, it's weird. It's a weird thing. So I'm on Lexapro at night and Wellbutrin <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> And, and in between everything else. Everything else, it's just, you know, my Allegra. <laughs> so, my yeah. Coke Zero. Coke Zero and Allegra. <laughs> and actually something else. I don't really know. It's like a acid reflux medicine. But, oh. But I, ask you, I think that's anxiety, too. Okay. Okay. Um. So what else do you think about anxiety? Like, Do you think that that also then leads to depression? I think they're like go hand in hand. It's weird. Like, I guess I've met some people who... Are just, just depressed, depressed and not anxious all the time. But, like, I feel like everyone has both. I agree. I think it one leads to the other, yeah. whether you know it or not. Especially, I think depression is a different... I think I'm actually glad I don't have depression. Depression, like, there's some people who get in depression and they, like, go into a deep, dark place. Yeah, that was like, me. Where, really? Oh, yeah. Like, where like you, when it all we started. You didn't want to do anything and you didn't, didn't want to do anything, didn't want to leave. <gasps> I became, like, I think the term's, like, catatonic. Like, I couldn't even move. Oh my god! Oh yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> That's scary. Yeah, that freaks me out. That keeps me anxiety. <laughs> I know. I was in school, and it was just like I remember going to the psychiatrist and just sitting in her chair, and she was like, "Yeah, you know, I tend to believe that you're not able to like move around a lot because I'm just looking at you now, and you haven't changed position at all in like half an hour in the chair. You're just sitting there and staring at, and you were just like in the dead corner and, and talking. Dead and inside. Like, and yeah, that's how I feel. Was this? <laughs> During your rec- like, was this like how old were you at this I point? I was like twenty. You're like it was last two week <laughs> or three. Yeah, yeah, it was. Which is, it was yesterday. Yesterday. No. Okay, I mean, so you were like in the. Oof. That's a really tough time, anyway. Yeah, I mean, it it is, it is. Ooh. So. So how did you get over? Like, did you get on medication? I, I got mean, on you don't have to talk about your medications, but like, oh, it's fine. No, I got on medication. I got a new, two. I was on at that point three meds. Oh wow. So, so but that takes like, a lot to get that you point, out of that it's hole. Like treatment resistant depression. Oh wow. Yeah. That's... I mean it was so bad like I've been like, hmm, what if I did, you know, like shock therapy? What if I did? Wow. No, <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, serious. Like like what are the alternatives here? Like what else can I do to try to live my life? Right. And you'll try anything. You will because I'm you, open to any treatment. <laughs> you know, sometimes depression and I hate to say it, this is going to sound bad, but like sometimes being depressed a little bit it like it's kind of an excuse to not do anything. So you're like, I'm just going to lay here and watch Netflix. But then eventually it kind of eats you alive. Sort of like anything yeah. that you just keep. You think burrowing. it's protective. Like I don't have the energy yeah, to go like, out. Like I, I'm depressed. I don't want to interact with people cause I'm depressed. And right. then you don't. And then you're like, I would just sit in my room and either read or yes, watch something on stream it. And then you're like, wait, I haven't talked to a person in like three or four days. I haven't gone out. I haven't done anything. Right. And then you're like, that's not helping the depression. And then it gets deeper. Yeah. And then it gets deeper it's and just deeper. A cycle. You're digging a yeah. deeper hole and you're just like, well, here we are. I'm glad that you, that's scary though, to not even like show emotion at all. Like, yeah. And not Things even got move. better, but yeah. it's something I remember and I'm always like, I can't head back that direction. I really hate the stigma that's involved with mental health because I Ugh. feel like a lot of people yeah. can't get the help yeah. they need or they choose not to. And our interview today is with a person named Ryan West, and he's local to where we are. And he started an organization basically based on this whole premise of if you can't afford it, that shouldn't be prevent you. Right. It you should, should not still prevent, be able to yeah. get mental health. Exactly. Um, so we interviewed him yesterday during Labor Day, so we might be a little bit tips i think at one point i was like i don't know what i was talking about but it was just like one moment i had one, i think he had a brief i think moment. jim leads this interview really well it's, i think he did really well with it. <laughs> um so let's go ahead and listen to that um and then we'll kind of just touch base at the end and we'll go from there Perfect. enjoy all right everybody and now we're here with an exclusive interview oh. with uh our friend ryan west hey, hello guys. ryan hi, hi. hi. <laughs> 
How are I've, you doing today? Yeah. I've only met you like once yeah. or twice, actually. I know, but you know. So this is this time it's sober, exciting. so that's always great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are we sober, though? Oops. I mean, ish. I'm not-ish. You are. I've, yeah, I've only had like half of a Truly. Now we're drinking Truly. We're, tra- we're trash. We're trash. We've Truly's not trash. good. It's harsh. As <laughs> we've fine. gone over previously. Well, enough anyways, about Truly. Anyways. So, Ryan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up? Or how did you grow up? What kind of a family did you grow up in? That kind of thing. Uh, So I grew up on the west side of Columbus. Um, Was homeschooled all the way from second grade through high school. So, you know, a lot of dating action going on there. Yeah. (laughs) Did you have events with other kids? I did not know that. Uh, So we had this group called Home on the Rock, which was basically like a bunch of homeschoolers like would meet up. And whatever subject your parent really sucked at teaching, like we would just like trade parents. <laughs> I love it. Um, however, like nobody wanted to give like the talk. So there was never like a sex educational like class through that. So it, oh was, my God. it was mine was a given by a, a priest. Mine was given by a priest. So like you're going to get some hair down there and then Ew. armpit hair. And it was like, is that it? Anything else important that we're missing? Like, why are the girls in a different room? I remember. Right. It's like, like, I want to be with the girls. Oh, well, they have things called periods, so they're learning about that. I'm like, wow, I feel like we're leaving out a big topic here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Home on the Rock. Right. Okay. So we did that. Um, and then my parents decided to further isolate us, and we moved to Pataskala. No. So Whoa. my entire, like, high school, those are air quotes, by the way. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, upbringing was in Pataskala. Uh, church was probably my only source of like community, getting to know people. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That was pretty much it for us. So yeah, that's my childhood is, uh, how important was the church in your family? Uh, super important. We, um, in fact, I, my junior and senior year, um, I preached a couple times in the church. Um, and they were, I wouldn't say they were grooming me to become the next pastor, but there was definitely this like expectation that I was going to go, you know, pursue a career in being a pastor. So, wow. I mean, I, okay. I'm I'm bringing up a totally different subject, sort of, but like in our, like as a Catholic, okay. Yeah. My grandparents used to say to me, like, oh, you should join the seminary, or what's that what's called? Seminary? Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, I remember seminary. eighth grade, I had most likely become a priest, which right. my, like, superlative in eighth so grade. So that's the way, like, Catholic so. parents tell, or Catholic grandparents, whoever say to, like, a gay person that they know is probably gay, they're like, you should get into the ministry. Is yeah. that something on, like, a non, like, I don't know what exactly, what branch you're at, but, but, like. So I grew up as Baptist. Oh, okay. Oh. oh. So, a oh. little different. A little more yeah. strict, maybe. Um... I don't, I, don't, I know they don't like the gays. Just in a different way. Do they? Oh, no. Okay. Not a, not a fan. Yeah. I'm just, I, no, 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 I'm you're, just you're like, all this time, I could have been a Baptist. Right. <laughs> Man. No, for sure. So, grew up Baptist, was preaching, you know, a couple times a year. Um, but then I thought I was going to become a film director. Nice. And everybody's like, oh, great, you're going into the secular world. And I was like, no, I'm going to, like, teach people about these great values and, <sighs> oh. like, lead them to Jesus in a different way. In a different way, way. yeah. That in a was creative my mentality. Way. Uh, but that was not how things went down for no. me. <laughs> so oh my God. let's go on to, like, high school and, and like, get Well, high your... school was high school. Oh, well, I guess high school was homeschool high school. Yeah. Right. But let's, I'm, I guess, age group. So 18 to 25. At what point, like, what were you doing then? Were you dating women? Like, what, what, what's your, what's your. I wasn't dating at all. I uh, was very strict on this is the time for me to work on me. Okay. And my, like, Sunday school teacher, he gave us this advice and he said, um, if there's one piece of advice I want you guys to take from me is don't start dating until after high school. And so I took that as, okay, I don't need to mess around with all these people. I don't people. know if I disagree. <laughs> I don't <laughs> argue either. No, it's probably unhealthy, but it I mean, is. getting your first kiss at like yeah. 23. You need to. Is that how you were? Yeah. Whoa. Okay, that's okay. Uh, I wasn't thrilled about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like, they're like, first time? You're like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could say that. <laughs> but I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, that's common though. I feel like it's more common than people want to admit too. There's some people who are like, some people are like, wow, you're really young for having your first kiss. And there's some people like, oh, okay, like you're a little bit older. But I mean, I don't feel like that's something. But they to be... told you not to date until after high school. So was everyone following that? Or like. Oh, no. Were... There was only. That's what I'm wondering. There was only a few of us that were, you know, in that mind state of like, okay, I want to. 
um, you know, seek the best advice possible. Yeah. So I didn't date through high school. And then once I got into college age, I just went straight into the workforce <laughs> and uh, wasn't a lot to choose oh, from, you know, working for Kroger. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh, boy. God bless them. I mean, they give everyone jobs, which right. is good. I mean, no, that's good. I mean, that's but, something that I think being career oriented is not a bad thing at all. I think that's actually a good thing, especially for somebody who needs. Work. I have a transgender self-checkout lady at my Kroger. Oh, I'm just telling yeah. you, well represented. Like, it's yeah. good. I will say that I don't remember homosexuality being talked about in the church growing up. Oh, oh really? It was completely glossed oh. over. So they just like blacked it out. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, we're not even we talking got, about it. We you got know, like, a couple oh. and yeah, <laughs> terrible things thrown yeah, in. Like you better go to confession. Weird. It was literally the only verses that were brought up were the same verses that we're all familiar with. And that's all that was said. Lay with another man. Um, the fuck it is. Yeah, for sure. So I can, I can, you can fuck them, but don't lay with them. Just don't lay Sorry, with just them. kidding. Actually, that might be, yeah. That was inappropriate. Sorry. Continue. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just left. In the if that's show. the most inappropriate thing that happens today. Yeah. So, but I can remember um, when I was probably about 13 having my first like, oh shit, people might find out that I'm a little different. Oh. Right. Um, so when I was, again, like 13, you work with what you got. So JC Penney's catalog, you just like start cutting up, oh, you know, yeah. those like underwear photos. <laughs> I would have oh. to go to the bathroom, bathroom. air quotes yeah, like, yeah, all yeah. the time in Macy's or JC Penney. <gasps> it was like just to go by the underwear section and like sneak by the aisles and be like, oh, look at me. I'm, maybe I'm going to get boxer briefs today. Hmm. Well, I better check out the bikini, too. Maybe I'd like that shape. I'm always I like, mean, this was like every time we went there, you know, you look forward to going through the underwear. Aisle. I always right. want to see the size of the mannequins. <laughs> oh, okay. Size queen. Mark. You're yeah. Wow. Wow. I just You're took like, it there. mom. There's no testicles wow, on these why is mannequins. It's a, it's a really bigger bump. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them have a bigger bump than others. Honey, <laughs> Life that's lessons. Called, that's biology. Or whatever. Is that biology? It's mannequin biology. Whatever. Yeah. Okay, um, so you're clipping things out that you shouldn't be clipping. Yeah. So at this point. Okay, so let's talk. I want to like inform everybody what is your actual sexuality right now? I identify as bisexual. Okay, so at that time though, you were still cutting out like men in magazines, women in magazines. You were cutting out magazines, like you were just doing it all. So I had like this like stack of clips in my room. (laughs) I had those clips. And my brother came across them. My brother's like three years younger than me. And he's like, hey, uh, dude, why do you have clips of guys in underwear? And of course, my go-to oh, no. answer is like, "Did you look on the other side? There's like, video games and stuff that I like want for Christmas." Like, oh my god, that was my excuse. Did he believe to you to get out of this? Yeah, I mean, we he were homeschooled, younger. so yeah. and we grew up so in the church, like, so oh, pretty sure. naive. Like, yeah, like, right. Like, brother wouldn't be doing that. Oh no, brother would never. Brother would never look at underwear ads. <laughs> it must be the video games. It's which the, I mean. Hey, to be fair, I mean, I love video games. Yeah, same. So, sure. Mm-hmm. All of them. Still do. Same. Still clip them out to look at them. I'm clipping a lot. I actually had a stash of. Oh, <laughs> if we're gonna go. If we're gonna okay. go there. We're gonna go there. What? So a stash I of? Um, used to print it on the printer. So I'd go to these websites that would take like 45 minutes to load one picture, <laughs> mm-hmm. hit print. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> and then I take it to the basement, which is where my room was, right? And in the basement, we had tiles. Like tiled ceiling. Oh yeah. So I used to hide them in the tile above my bed. And <laughs> since you're like nine foot seven, you could probably just right. reach up in and there. And so now I'm wondering <laughs> if they ever redo the basement there. <laughs> are they? are gonna there? get a lot of DPs. <laughs> Lots of DPs. Lots of DPs. And, and one day, very poor resolution printout. Oh, horrible. I mean, at this point, I don't think it could you be see. man, woman, both. It's you can't even see. It's like pixelated. But at the time, I could see it. <laughs> at the time and I remember one time actually I left it on the bed and I drove away <gasps> oh. actually was I driving at the time I was I think <laughs> or I went I went on the bike or something I came I you realized raced it? back I was like oh my god if my if mom if they would have just walked the down there yep they so, would have known I don't know if they did or not and maybe she did walk down there and, and maybe she well, knew this whole time full denial she's like no it can't not, be not my son he just printed this out for me. He knows I'm into this. Yeah, not my mother. <laughs> he was probably just admiring the, the underwear. It's yeah, not. it's just the underwear. Like, oh, I want these. He's nuts. trying to they pick were, out the underwear. They oh. were dicks. They like were. they were like full blown. 
So it's not we're like, oh, oh, yeah, okay. Your mom's like, wow, Bobby, you go through a lot of printering. I just, I don't know where (laughs) all these. What are you printing out? Actually, (laughs) you're like, I only printed one page. She's like, well, why do you, why do you have no ink left? Got again. Um, (laughs) I mean, I'd go to black and white if I hadn't to. But anyway. Back anyway, to you. So we just sorry, I just totally went, went off the trail. <laughs> off the trail. Time to go back to the trail. Back to the trail. So right. you identify as bisexual. When did you come out? Uh, I came out when I was twenty nine. Okay, same. Okay. Yeah, there so, he is. A little late. Nope. But that's like, did, fine. so when did you come out to yourself though? Like, you were thirteen. You knew you were like, I kind of like guys, and I'm cutting them out of magazines. Were you kind of like? At that time, did you think, okay, I can be a bisexual? Or were you like, no, I'm gay? No, when I was a teenager, early 20s, I viewed being gay or bisexual as almost like being an alcoholic. It's like, oh, this is the sin that I have to deal with. Maybe it'll it'll amplify. Maybe it will decrease with age. I don't know yet. So I I decided just to keep it all quiet. Um, I do remember, you know, we all, once we got like our Apple computer, like, made little videos i had like my whole confessional on there like oh i i should look to see if i still have that. oh my god i that would be uh, awesome oh it's just me crying i think yeah, I, say, like, like, six like, I wouldn't words. get very far i'd be like i am <laughs> like it would be bad i would not be able to talk through that so I had like that. So again, that was like probably 23, 24 is when I like started realizing, okay, this, Wait. I might actually be okay with this, but I'm not sure. Um, I decided though to come out when I was 29, basically because I started this nonprofit for mental health. And oh, okay. I really felt like it was my obligation to be like, well, part of my journey of tackling my mental health issues um, was wrapped up in my sexuality and here I am trying to be an advocate and I'm not even being open with who I am. So I felt like I was a huge hypocrite. Wow. That's awesome. I mean, really like, so wise. Yeah. Like it's very admiral of you to actually like, I mean, it almost, that's good insight. Very. I mean, very, cause that's, te- that's a lot. That's heavy. Mm. That's very heavy. Cause that's how I sort of felt when I came out, I was kind of like, how am I? I'm not being truthful about anything. I'm lying to everybody, and so yeah. I wasn't doing a nonprofit at that point. So it's like I—I I mean, I had nothing going for me other than just like, you know, living my regular life. But on Craigslist, on Craigslist, as you know, shade. Wow. Um, so your nonprofit. So do you deal with anxiety? Do you deal with mental health issues? Or is that something that you deal with specifically, or is it? For sure. So I always say that I major in depression and I have a minor in anxiety. <laughs> The opposite, but yeah. Um, And that's typically how it works. If you have one mental Mm -hmm. disorder, you have other things that kind of stem from that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So mine was depression. uh, And basically the big moment for me uh, when I had my breakdown in depression was I was, at the time, I was on staff at a church and I was called in because they had some questions about my relationships with these uh, young men that I was leading, this, like, small group. What? And they were like, hey, so we've noticed that you just, like, you seem to, like, really have a great connection with these guys, and we really appreciate that, but has the relationship ever gotten inappropriate? Are you fucking Oh, my God. And I'm, like, fishing for shit. I'm like, I mean... I, I did tell them that I smoke weed every once in a while. Uh, yeah, like, like I don't, I don't what? know. And they're like, well, what, if, what if like a fly was on the wall watching you guys? What, what would it see that maybe wouldn't be great? Just, I'm sorry. They're like accusing you of yeah. stuff that definitely did not happen. Right. So but like someone did one of the boys in the group raise this or like the parents? No. So again, I, at the time I was on staff at the church, so my. Like, uh, my email was still opened up at the church. And one of the guys sent a picture at my house when we were playing Two Truths and a Lie. Yeah. Or not Two Truths and a Lie. Or what are the odds is what we were playing. Oh, Two Truths and a Lie. And Oof. he lost, so he had to shave his legs. So there was a photo of this kid in my house shaving his legs, and they just see this photo of this kid, like, in his underwear. And I was like, really? okay, I get it. Not the best look. But also, this kid was almost 19, 
So okay. it's like a so it's not know, even it's, it's past high yeah, school. Yeah, we're not age. even. So we're not in like we're not yeah, in the danger zone. Not, right, Let's put right. it that way. I mean, it's a game, right? Clearly, that's you connecting though. That's like I mean, that's like a way to connect with younger people is to like do stuff like that, like Play stupid game. silly games for sure. Yeah. And I get like I get both sides sort of, but at the same time like. I just am appalled that they came up to you and said like, like that way sure. instead of just being like we saw this picture like, we have concerns like, can, you just can you just clarify it that yeah. instead he they're like the so how do you feel about your life right. I mean like those that's a little broad and then so basically from there uh, they said well there, there's been some question about your sexuality and at this point I have come out to one person in my life which was a priest when I was Catholic for two years for a hot second all right um, and he actually said. No Some shit, really beautiful too. things, but oh, I'll sorry. come. I'll come back yes, to that later. I want to know because yeah. I've had that experience. Well, I'll just tell it now then. Yeah. So basically, I came out in my confession to a priest, and he literally just gave this big sigh, and he said, "For your penance, I just want you to walk out of here, go into the auditorium, and praise God for five things you like about yourself." Oh, oh my God! This is getting wow. That's amazing. Like, and you went to Baptist after this. <laughs> I was Baptist before. Oh, Baptist, okay. Like, <laughs> you're like, wait, what's going on? So you're trying, like, this sounds to me like you're trying to find your way, too. Like, For sure. And also kind of get, like, approval. Like, Right. You want to just be, yeah. because obviously you were raised, you know, religious and all that. And so you want to, like, the validation thing, exactly, like, yeah. I'm blockading right now. You just blockaded. <laughs> And that's okay. <laughs> I just totally blocked it. I had some Trulies today, okay? <laughs> uh, but I want to know what happened at the end with this whole... So... We have some questions about your sexuality. Like, so what? So they basically said, no. like, you know, that I give off that vibe. And I really didn't... Vibe. I what really didn't... Vibe? Uh, like, some of the examples that they use, they're like, well, you've had some, like, Instagram posts of you know, some of the guys in the group and you just speak like you're really proud of them and you love them and you're almost a little too much. I cannot. <laughs> yeah, because if you're gay, you know, when you say something like, I love you, it's... Uh, it means... It's, it's totally romantic sexual. love. It's sexual, fucking, for sure. Yeah. No. Like, what? So... Oh, that makes me so irritated. I... <laughs> I know, I'm Basically, um, I left that meeting feeling really disgusted with myself. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, so... I knew I had come out to myself and knew that I was bisexual, gay, whatever label you want to put on it. But I was like, do do these people that at the time I did respect, do they see something in me that I don't see and I could be a potential predator? Oh, my God. Um, So I went home that that night after driving for a few hours and I had a surgery about six, eight months ago and still had a lot of like Vicodin left. Um, so I attempted to overdose, um, got up the next day or so, um, took me a minute to kind of figure out like what had just happened and then just felt really disappointed that I didn't succeed. Um, because you're, you're thinking about, you're thinking about so many things you're thinking about, okay, I have to do this if I'm a, a threat to other people, but you're also thinking like, well, but I also don't want to be a burden to somebody and leave a mess. So you're also like very like weirdly thinking about how can I that kill that myself in the cleanest right, yeah. way like, possible. Oh. And this is the stuff that That's... people don't even know goes through people's heads who are struggling with their sexuality or struggling with trying to find their place in the world, you know. Or have been almost like guided into thinking that you're a predator. Right. Right. Like, so you're just trying to figure out who you are what? and you're being told that you're something you're not. And then that prompts you at that age. How well, old then you, you already like? had um, during the attempt. Yeah. I, I would have been 27. OK, so okay. But see, like, don't you think like maybe oh, I don't, I don't want to go too crazy here, but maybe a lot of your life was kind of teaching you to think that way and right. worry about yourself well, in that way. Yeah. I mean, like if you if you think being gay is a sin and then they try to connect you to a possible other sin, it's like it just all gets pulled together or I don't know what was going through your mind at the time, but for you sure, came out to yourself. But like, did you still feel okay with it, or did that seem like oh, it could I be was a problem hoping, and bad to you still? I was hoping that, like, you know, again, I still identify as bisexual. That, like, okay, well, maybe I'll just find the right woman. Oh, okay. And yeah. that this can all okay. just go away. Like, she's gonna yeah. help fix me. Yes. Um, yep. But you know, 
a lot of time went by and that never happened. Right. Yeah. It doesn't usually happen a lot of times. I mean, just to be fair, it's right. And you don't need fixed. So yeah, there's nothing yeah, wrong exactly. with you. But you but think that you do bring up a I, good point. Like, so I grew up in a church where we didn't talk about it, period, except for bringing up a few verses to basically say it's wrong. Exactly. Uh, yes. to, and the homeschooling too, like that doesn't get you exposed to like public school. You're not going to see people, like really. for sure. that guy who came out when he's 12. Right. Like, or, oh, like wow. the high school drama kid or whatever. Yeah. Drama. Yes. Basically <laughs> my exposure to homosexuality was will and grace. Yeah. That, oh yeah, yeah. That's the extent of it. Yes. And we weren't allowed to watch that, but like if it was on TV, yeah, I would be like, my mom would, I think just change the channel. It's inappropriate. So yeah, my exposure was limited. Yeah. So then what did you do after you kind of got your bearings and you're like, I just tried to kill myself. So the first thing I did after I kind of like, you know, thought about what I was doing, processed it, uh, is I sought help through a counselor. Um, Boom. It was really important to me and I don't know why, but I really wanted to speak to a Christian counselor. That's all you knew. I mean, that's your life. I get it. I want someone to understand me like, at least a little bit. I mean, in the you background. grew up going to the church. It's a all different the time. world. Different. I really, you do have. It's a, it's a mindset. It so is for sure. That makes sense. Did you find someone? I did. Um, I saw him for almost two years. Oh, awesome. Um, we made a lot of really great progress uh, in a very short amount of time. Uh, we went straight from me talking about my depression to homosexuality okay. to uh, family issues to everything. Like. We worked through a lot of stuff. Um, but I will say, even though he's a therapist and he's a Christian therapist, but when I came out to him, he never condemned my actions. Um, he did, however, he's like, if, if you're going to have a relationship with somebody of the same sex, he said, please read these pamphlets. And it was just educating me on sex ed. Oh wow! Whoa! I wasn't expecting that. that. I thought this was going to turn bad. Like, but no. you don't even think we don't think that way because we're in pu- like you said about public school. Like, we go through the talk, we go through all this yeah. stuff, and we know. I mean, being gay, it's a different, whole different ball game. But like, we know the basics of like. Whereas somebody like you, who was growing up in the church, you probably didn't really you probably have didn't sex really know. Ed, like you said, right. yeah. <sighs> so I was very thankful for that. There was no judgment there. Um, you know, we prayed at the end of every session. Um, we really got to work through a lot of great things. Um, but again, for me, I'm grateful that I had that experience, but therapy is not cheap. Oh no. <laughs> no, I know. It was like $85 every session I went. I really, yeah. So going for two believe. years, there needs to be more in place to be honest with you for mental health. I well, mean, within our mm-hmm. government, I think, I think he has some ideas. Well, he does have some ideas. So tell us about your ideas. Yeah, sure. So I uh, started a nonprofit three years ago called Uniquely Ordinary. And so our mission statement is this. We believe everyone is unique, but then unfortunately so many people face the ordinary battles against depression, anxiety, and all the forms of mental illness. So with this organization, we wanted to do one thing, which was raising funds to help pay for the therapy needs of others who cannot afford it at this time. So we do all of these different events throughout Columbus. Uh, most of the time we call them therapy galleries. It's different artists that either struggle with a mental illness or are just an advocate for promoting mental health. We will pick a topic, whether it's bipolar, depression, anxiety, schizophrenia, and we'll do artwork based off of that. Oh, and cool. then we turn around, we sell it, and then we partnered up with Mental Health America of Franklin County last year. And so we actually give our money to them, and it all goes towards their pro bono counseling. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Oh, my God. So, that is so okay, I love it. I okay. know. I really like that. So, you know, we're only th- we're three. So we've got a long road to oh, go. Yeah. You know, we want to make a lot of you know, different impacts here in Columbus. But, you know, for being three, we're excited to, like, have our own studio space yeah. at 400. Yep. Uh, we're open to the public four times a month just to have these conversations and raise money for these sessions. Okay. I love that. I know. I love oh, it too. Wow. It's, it's really, it's really refreshing to see somebody like you, like you've been through a lot. I feel like a lot more than a, a lot of people. And so to see you come out of this, like a Phoenix or the ashes, helping others, however you want to say, helping, helping others, others. Is, is, do you think helping others is actually helping you then too? At that Like, is that something that 
you feed off of? For sure, definitely. I think that it makes you feel less alone. Right? Yeah, true. To talk about it, and it definitely is scary. You oh, know, yeah. to be the first one to be like, "Hey, I've tried to overdose." Yeah, yeah. that's a like, hi. By the way, nice to meet you. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just walk in. I'm like, I'm a little bit crazy. I have anxiety hi. problems. Hi. Yeah. Right. Whereas the elephant in the room for you is like, well, you know, and I think it's important that you are talking about this though, because there are people who are just like you and have done what you have done, and maybe haven't said anything, or maybe haven't seek the help because they can't afford it, and now maybe they can reach it through your organization. So yeah, for sure. That's pretty, pretty big. I mean, honestly, wow. um, I just think that's like. Uh, that's going to speak to a lot of people. It is story. going to. This is good. It is very good. So where, what's your relationship now with church? What's like in religion? Uh, I'm kind of taking a break. If okay. I'm just being yeah. real about it. Um, I have so many amazing friends that after I came out, mm-hmm. I won't say that they left the church immediately, but they slowly started pulling back. Like, no, we love our friend and we actually think he mm. loves correctly as well. There's nothing to fix. And if my church doesn't condone him being married to the person that he loves, then maybe I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I still think I kind of go to church in a way that like I still hang out with a lot of churchgoers and we'll meet up at a coffee shop, but we're not meeting up in a church building. Right. Yeah. Right. Because I think it's important to keep your faith, like whatever it is. Like I think, you know, like you say, you're taking a break. But um, do you know about Trey Pearson? Have you heard about him? A little bit. Yeah. So he's local, too. And he is, used to be in a Christian band called Oh yeah, I know he's on yeah. every, okay. Everyday Sunday. Everyday Sunday. He has struggled so much with this because, like, he, when he came out, I mean, it's obviously more public, and there was more people mm. who saw him. Yeah. And it was a major. I mean, he's still going through it. He just came out with a, a music video actually that's really good. But mm. I just feel like he's somebody who I always I thought I read like, about when you came out. I always thought yeah, yeah, he was magazine. Yeah, he was on the cover. That was his like coming pride. out letter. Yeah. But I always think about you when I hear about him, and I really love for you two to connect somehow. Mm. I don't know why. I don't know why the conversation would be very interesting as a fly in the wall. Yeah, because I feel like you both would have a lot to say. Because he's very passionate about. He's like, you know, I think his song's called something about Jesus loving him still. Like, do you still love me, Jesus? And Mm. it's a very impactful music video with showing LGBT people, old older people, a. Uh, drag queen, Aww. all this stuff, and it's great, and and it's one of those things where a lot of people he's trying to make it more mainstream so that people see what we go through and how well, you still want to have that relationship with God, mm-hmm. and you still want to, and not just that, like you said earlier, like it was your sense of community, right? I mean, I got your the identity. same thing. I went to church twice a week, every week, once with the class, and then once on Sunday with my family. Yeah, so it was like such a big thing, and like every religious holiday we prepared for. Yeah, we did like the advent calendar. We did Lent. Uh, yeah. We like would go to fish. I mean, it was a big thing to hang out with the people that you're going to church with. And then and for I them felt to like, not, yeah. And yeah. then you're like worried about it, and you you're like, am I gonna about to lose all of that, all those connections, right. just by coming out? So, mm. so, in wrapping up, what would you say to somebody? What would you say to yourself, your 13 year old self, mm. if you could tell him something today? Ooh. I mean, doesn't everybody just want to say, it's all going to be okay? I yeah. know. We all want to say <laughs> it's do. better. Because it, it does. It um, <laughs> does. If I, so if I was speaking to my 13-year-old self, I would tell him, you don't have to have all the answers. Good. Um, you're not right about a lot of things. Uh, try to write a few more things in your life with, like, pen and not ink. Or, right, with pencil yeah. and not ink. Like I think I you're like you're so you're, you're so busy right. trying to figure out like your permanent answers. I mean, sometimes things yeah. It, it's it's a, it can be a little too much. It's like no no you have the freedom to make mistakes, to figure it out, and you have permission to uh, disagree with something you've done in your past. That is amazing. <sighs> I really appreciate you coming out. How can people find you? Um, online, like, is it you have a web, you have a website? So the best way to reach us, um, there is Mental Health America of Franklin County. If you go under their Get Involved mm-hmm. tab, we're right there. Okay. Oh wow! And then uh, if you go to our Instagram page, you can go to Uniquely Ordinary, and we're there as well. Uh, if you have trouble finding us, we have like the Big Deer logo yeah, on like there. Um, everybody always asks us, like, what does the deer? Yeah, what does yeah, the deer what? mean? Um, so this is what it means for me. Um, so you see all those like deer crossing signs all over Columbus, mm-hmm. and I don't even know how they pick 
where those go because right. they're literally just yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Okay. But nobody right. really cares to acknowledge them. And the same thing is kind of true of like our mental health symptoms. <gasps> the warning signs are there all over the place, but you just kind of figure, nah, that's not that's not a big deal. That's not a big enough issue. I'll, I'll, I'm fine. I just got to keep plugging away. And then you front end the deer and it goes through your windshield right. and can kill you. Yep. Exactly. This is wow. <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> I did not know this this wow. whole time. Like, I mean, holy crap. <laughs> I'm good. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Well, we appreciate you coming on and yeah, talking about sure. this. I know this, you know, I don't know where this is going to, honestly, we went in a lot of different directions. Yeah. Um, we you did. know, from religion to anxiety to mental health to, I mean, everything. So I really appreciate the good conversation with you. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Hi. Hi. That was our interview. Bye and then hi. Bye. Hi. Bye. Wow. That was good. <laughs> it was good. I it really... was very insightful. Like, yeah. I didn't expect it to be that, like, deep. God, I'm just, I I applaud these people who have the courage to just say, I see a problem and I'm going to try to fix right. it and let's go. He's incredible. I mean, he does a lot of stuff locally and he's a really good person. So I'm glad that he's giving back and trying to help others, especially hearing his stories growing up. And so I was like, oh, my God, like, <sighs> I, you know, I think I have it bad or like I'm like, oh, God, I couldn't even go play my PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I had to go get homeschooled. And then all my friends were like. People who uh, couldn't even I can't imagine, right? That. So, like, hopefully, everybody enjoyed that because we did. Loved it. Um, thank you, everybody who subscribed to our uh, wow. feed on iTunes and one at a time. You need to follow us on Instagram because yeah. we're clearly going to be the next big thing. I mean, <laughs> clearly, clearly, it's very clear at clearly. this point. If you're not um, aware, you should be. Grant Vanderbilt, please write us and call us. <laughs> <laughs> Just like throwing that in, yep, peppering it in. in. Like, please. I'm going to tag you. Please. Please call us. Please. I know you're busy, but we need you to call us. <laughs> and that wraps up this week. Oh, wrap it up. Because my anxiety's kicking in and I got to wrap this <laughs> shit up. Like, guys, ah! they were like, it's time Where's to wrap it Where's my CBD up. pen? <laughs> Give him a CBD. Oh my God. All right. Thanks for coming and listening. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of She's Not Doing So Well. Leave a message with questions or comments at 669-207-4643. Don't forget to subscribe and check out our links in the podcast description of this episode. Views, information, or opinions expressed during She's Not Doing So Well podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of any other agency, organization, employer, or company. This has been a House of Breck production.